thank you so much for joining us again as we continue and, in fact, today wrap up the entire series on Promises Made. If you haven't already got the rest of the series, be sure to click on the link on the banner and in the chat room, and the host will be able to help you find where you can get the rest of these life-changing messages. And I say life-changing because the messages that we've been going through over the last couple of weeks have unpacked for us the fact that what Jesus calls you is how he defines the purpose for your life. The names that he calls you is how he defines the purpose he has for you. And when we have a look at the names that he's already called us, we understand that just by being called a disciple, that gives us a purpose. Just by being called the salt and the light, that gives us a purpose. Just by being called an overcomer, that gives us a purpose. By being called a masterpiece, that gives us a purpose. And today we're going to have a look at the last of the names that we've decided to put into this series. But Jesus has called us many more names than just these six items. So why don't you go ahead and have a look in your gospel messages in your Bible and start finding the names that Jesus called you so that you could identify the purpose that he has for you. Let's pray together and then we will jump into this week's name that Jesus has called us. Father, we thank you for all that you are and all that you've shared with us. We're amazed by you and we thank you for calling us these names. We, we thank you for calling us by a name, because that gives us a purpose. So, Father, we ask that you continue to reveal more of who you are in us as we continue and wrap up the series now. Speak to us. Teach us, O oh Father. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people all around the world said amen and amen. Well, we've been dealing with a subject matter that really is about what we've just prayed about. The fact that what Jesus calls you is how he defines your purpose. Now, I, know about, I don't know about you, but if I call a policeman, I'm phoning up and I, and I call a policeman and I say, hey, sergeant, hey, officer, I'm calling him a name because that is the purpose that I have for him in my life. I don't call up a fireman if I need my drain fixed. I don't call up um, a plumber if I need to put out a fire. Or probably maybe a plumber would be um, not a bad choice because he knows all about how to get water somewhere. But the fact is, is that when we know who we're calling or what we're calling and the name that we call that person, it's because we have a purpose for them in our lives. Now, Jesus is no different. Jesus is called you by a name. He's called you by sets of names. In fact, just on the Sermon of the Mount, he called us so many things. Just on the Sermon of the Mount, he called us blessed are the, the, the lowly. Blessed are, when he calls us a name, there's a reason. And he has a purpose for calling us by that name. And over the last couple of weeks, we've had a look at some of the names that Jesus has, in fact, called us. Some of the names that Jesus has called us, we looked, the first thing he said to us is that you are my disciples. In other words, we need to be seeking out all of the wisdom and the vision that Jesus gave us. We need to be seeking out all of the promises. We need to be seeking out all of the words spoken. We need to be seeking out. We become seekers when, he become, when we called disciples. When he says, you are my disciple, you need to follow my promises, it means that we only need to seek out his promises. We respond to the name of disciple. We respond to the name being called disciple by saying, yes, I am a promise seeker. I'm seeking the promises and the teachings of Jesus. Then Jesus went on and said, hey, I want to, I want to call you something else. I want to call you the sight, this, at least the salt and the light. I want 
to call you the salt and the light of the world. When he calls us the salt and the light of the world, we respond to that because he has a purpose in calling us the salt and the light. He has, his purpose is that we find a need and fill it, find a hurt and we heal it. And that's what happens when we respond to being called the salt and the light. Our purpose is to go out into the world and bring the message of Christ through loving people um, into the world. Then when he calls us an overcomer, he's telling us quite categorically that I'm going to have a purpose for you in the supernatural. You're not going to be able to overcome this world on your natural abilities. No, by calling us an overcomer, Jesus is saying that I'm going to give you talents, gifts, and abilities that are going to be supernatural so that you can, when living in the supernatural, be overcomers. You can overcome things and you can be more than conquerors. You can go on and do great things as long as when I call you an overcomer, you don't try and overcome in the world, you try and overcome using the supernatural gifts that I have given you. We can live with an overcoming attitude if we understand that Jesus has called us an overcomer and by so doing has given us a purpose to fight warfare on the things that challenge us in the supernatural. And then finally, last session, we took a look at what the other name he gave us. He gave us the name that, that we are God's masterpiece. And we have been made by God for good things. God doesn't make junk. He's called us a masterpiece for two reasons. Number one, you are a piece for the master in the kingdom. But to make sure that you have a purpose in the kingdom, you have a part to play, you have a piece to add, he has put the master's piece in you. He has put a piece of the master in you. We carry Jesus with us. And because Jesus called us a masterpiece and he's on the inside of us and we have a role to play in the kingdom, we can respond by simply knowing that we can like ourselves. We don't have to hate who we are. We don't have to hate what we, what we used to do. We don't have to hate our bad habits. No, as we allow the master to work in us, we become a masterpiece. God's not done with you yet. He's still working on you, and he's got great plans for you. He's not going to call you a masterpiece and hang that masterpiece in his basement. He's going to hang that masterpiece in a prominent place. He's got a prominent purpose for you as a masterpiece. And when Jesus calls us a masterpiece, we respond by simply knowing that we can like ourselves. You can like yourself. God is on the inside of you and what he's doing on the inside of you is unique. It's wonderful. It's marvelous. And it is a masterpiece of operation. Today, I want to have a look at one of the other things that Jesus implied or Jesus calls us through his presence. One of the, the things that it's, it's become apparent is that um, people are walking around today with all of the Christ on the inside of them, all of Jesus on the inside of them, all of the salvation power on the inside of them, and they're walking around going, well, I'm just a Christian. I'm just a Christian. I'm just a Christian. Did you hear what you just said? You've got all of the power on the inside of you, and you're calling yourself mediocre. You're calling yourself average. You're calling yourself just kind of run of the world. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I'm just a Christian. I'm not that important. I'm just a student. I'm just an entry-level bank teller. I'm just a pizza delivery guy. I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just a. And we immediately begin undermining who we are and the role that we have because we've detached our divine purpose from what what we're doing. Remember, we said, if you know who you are, you know the names of Jesus, you will know what to do. 
what you're doing, stay-at-home mom, student, entry-level bank teller, pizza guy, whatever you're doing isn't necessarily who Jesus has called you to be, but you can be who Jesus called you to be where you are right now. In your justice situation, you can make that divine, and you can take the just, I'm just a teller, I'm just a pizza guy, you can take that mediocrity right out of something that you might think is just a job. You see, when we inject the name of Jesus and we inject the names Jesus has called us into what we think is a mediocre, run-down situation, what we think is a mediocre, run-down job, what we think is a mediocre, run-down life, well, then we're starting to walk out the purpose of the names that he called us into areas that might be slightly dark. Maybe in your instance, they're not dark, they're just dim. Maybe in your instance, they're not just, just evil, but they're just mediocre. Well, because if you can start seeing your name and your purpose that Jesus has called you to in those dim, mediocre situations, well, then you'll start seeing the light that you've been called to be shining in the places where light needs to be shined. Sean, the salt that needs to be, to be spread, the, the preservation, the eternal message that you have on the inside of you, when you start applying the names of Jesus into your situation, into your job, into your life, well, then there'll be nothing regular about you. There'll be nothing mediocre about how you deliver pizzas. There'll be nothing mediocre about how you count the money in the bank. There'll be nothing mediocre about how you greet the person when they come into your store. There'll be nothing mediocre about how you grow and build your children as a stay-at-home mom. No, you now become an ambassador of the names that Jesus has called you into your situation. In fact, if we have a look at Scripture on this one, we see the 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and then from verse 19 onward says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone has the master in them, is what it's saying, if anybody is a piece, has a piece of the master, you have become a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Then we jump to verse 19, second half of verse 19, and God has committed to us this message of reconciliation. We are therefore, have a look at it, Christ's ambassadors. Say it with me. I'm a Christ ambassador. As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There's another name that we're not going to be able to get into, but you have been called the righteousness of God. And you are an ambassador of that righteousness wherever you go. You're not just an ambassador of Jesus Christ when you walk into church. You're not just an ambassador of Jesus Christ when you open your Bible. You're not just a messenger of Jesus Christ when you open up your Bible reading plan. No, you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ in your job, in your home, every waking moment of your life. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. And why? If you have a look at verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We are an ambassador to go and represent God to the world as if God were making the appeal through us. God has asked us to represent. God has asked us to stop thinking that you're mediocre and that you are an ambassador of the Most High God. Now, an ambassador in normal politics is the highest ranking diplomat since as a, as a representative from one country to another. And what's that saying? 
That's saying that you, as an ambassador, are one of the highest ranking messengers of Jesus Christ. When Jesus calls you an ambassador, he is in fact saying to you that you are the best person for the job. You are the best person to be and speak on God's behalf into that pizza place, into that university, into that home where you're a stay-at-home mom, into the bank where you count the money, into the whatever you do and you find that there's mediocrity in your life. Now is the time to become an ambassador of the names that Jesus has called you into that mediocrity and watch the mediocrity become divine. Watch the mediocrity become supernatural. You see, you might be looking at your life right now going, this is mediocre. This is humdrum. Those are the grounds. That is the place that Jesus needs you to speak on God's behalf the names that he has called you. Because if you speak the names that he has called you, you will be the salt and the light in that mediocre situation. If you speak the names that Jesus has called you, you will be finding the hurt and healing it, finding the need and filling it. You will be bringing the life of Jesus Christ. You will be preserving life, the life-giving force of Jesus Christ into that mediocre situation. Now is the time, right now, to identify where it is that you feel your life is the most mediocre and inject the names, become an ambassador of the names that Jesus has already called you into that situation. You are the best person for the job. No one else can be the ambassador of God himself. Have a look at that scripture. It says, it's as if we were making the appeal. God was making the appeal through us. So that scripture then says, we implore you, if you're an ambassador, we implore you, it says, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. If you want this benefit, if you want to be called an ambassador, if you want to represent Jesus into every situation, you have to keep yourself aligned with God. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean obedient to the law, obedient to this, and I've got to jump through that hoop, and then I'm reconciled with God. I'm good with God if I've done all of these things. No, we defined in our very first session that obeying the law to try and be reconciled to God is religion, and we don't like religion around here, right? Amen? Can I get an amen in the Netherlands? Can I get an amen in Australia that we don't like religion around here? We love the promises of God. We love expressing the promises of God. In fact, we came up with a term in the first week that we are obedient to the promises of God. We're not obedient to the laws of man. Being obedient to the laws of man trap us in religion. Being obedient to the promises of God release us to his grace. And so when we have a look, if I am to be an ambassador, if I am to walk out the names of Jesus, I need to keep close to the promises of God. And the promise of God, the massive promise of God that I need to reconcile, and I don't know, I struggle with this one, I don't know about you at home, but the biggest promise that I or struggle to reconcile with with God is that I'm already raised and seated at the right hand of God. I'm already a heavenly bound creature. In fact, I am actually creature, a creature of the heaven living as an ambassador on earth. I get so trapped in the earth, so trapped in my earthly things, so trapped in my flesh that I don't see the ascension of Jesus in my life daily. You see, when the disciples were taught by Jesus that they were not part of this world, Jesus' ascension 
demonstrated to them the world that they were part of because they saw him being seated. They saw him rising to the world that they actually were part of. When, when, when Stephen was busy being stoned, he, he was able to overcome the physical because the Holy Spirit gave him a promised vision of the heavens and there Jesus was standing on his behalf. You see, when we don't get this reconciled to God peace, we lose track of where we've been reconciled to God. We've been reconciled to God in the heavenlies. I am a spirit man. My spirit is wall to wall reconciled with God. And I am a spirit with a body, not a body with the spirit. And so when I am reconciled by God, I wasn't elected by a people. I was chosen by God to have a heavenly life. Uh, have a, a divine destiny, have an eternal time frame, and I am seated at the right hand of God. You see, if I have a piece of the master on the inside of me, and the, and the master has been seated on the right hand of God, well then, I am, I am present at the right hand of God as well. I need to daily remind myself of that promise. Daily remind myself that Jesus not only died for me on the cross, was raised on the third day, but he ascended to the heavens to demonstrate to me that I am a kingdom subject and I am a heaven resident. John chapter 15 verse 16 and 19 says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you, says Jesus, and appointed you to go and bear much fruit, fruit that will last. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. So you can take your mediocrity, you can say, I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just a, and now say, I am a heaven subject. I am a heaven subject. I live in the heavens and I am an ambassador here on earth. And I have been chosen out of this world by Jesus Christ. Don't talk not good enough, not talented enough, not ready, not doing enough. Don't talk that. Rather say, I have already been raised to where I originated from. I originated from the Father, and I live in heaven, and I am an ambassador here on the earth. Now, that might be freaking your mind. You would say, Craig, I don't live in heaven. I live on the earth. No, your spirit man, the part that matters, is residing with God in the heavens. Now, you might be looking at the heavens as a place Heaven is a condition. Heaven is the place where I'm close to God. Heaven is the place where I'm reconciled to God. Heaven is the place where I walk in continual contact with God. It's not an out there, out of space place and here's earth. No, it's a condition. And my spirit man is in the condition of being in the presence of of God. My present, present situation in my spirit being, the place where the peace of the master has been placed, well, that, that presence, that situation, that condition is living at the right hand of God. And so my spirit man is heaven originated. It is heaven bound. It is a heaven resident. It will not ever be part of this world because I have been chosen through the blood of Jesus Christ, the burial of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the ascension of Jesus Christ to be a member and a resident of heaven. God has chosen you to be an ambassador. He's chosen you to be originating from heaven, but living as an ambassador in the flesh here on earth. Now, you, you might be saying, well, hang on. How does this all work? Well, it means that you are to bring heaven to your place of work. 
It means that you are to bring heaven to your home. It means that you are to bring heaven in your approach and in your relationships with others. We cannot pray the Lord's Prayer in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven, if we don't really believe that, if we don't really think that that is true. And so when we have a look at this process, we have a look at Acts chapter 9, verse 15. And the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles. You have been chosen as a chosen instrument to carry God's name into every situation. And how do we do that? We represent the condition of being reconciled to God. We represent the heavenly condition into every situation. When I represent my country, if I was ever called by the government to be an ambassador for South Africa, I would represent my country. I would tell you what it's like to live there. I would tell you of its rules and regulations. I would tell you of what its finest dishes are. I would, I would ne negotiate political contracts and agreements for the benefit of my country. My country happens, my place of birth happens to be South Africa, I would represent South Africa. I would have a shirt maybe with a South African flag. I would, I would make sure that emblems and symbols of my country are present around me. I would make sure that people, when they get in my presence, could almost feel South Africa. They would hear South Africa. They would, they would hear me speak with a South African accent. I would, I would swap over to, into another language, um, and we speak that language a little bit and explain what that language means. I would greet you in, a, in Zulu and Kosa and Afrikaans so that you could get a feeling of the language and the culture and being in my home country. Well, your job as an ambassador is to help people feel God, the presence of God, their reconciliation, the heaven sense of being there in the presence. You're going to speak heaven. You're going to ooze heaven. You're going to speak your language of heaven. You're going to have a look on your face like you come from heaven. You're not going to have a look on your face like you mediocre, trapped in this world when you are in fact representing a world where there are no boundaries and there is no mediocrity. This is our call, is to ooze heaven into every situation. We are to represent with the signs and the symbols and the supernatural and how we speak and how we approach and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all of those things that we know exist in perfection in us already in our heaven state that we need to now bring into this world. We are an instrument to carry God's name. You've been chosen in your office, in the hallways of your high school to bring heaven as it is in heaven also in your office, as it is in heaven also in your school, as it is in heaven also in your home. You are an ambassador, whether that's getting in a life group, whether that's working in kids church, whether that's sharing your faith faith with your boss when you know he's probably going to object, whether that's helping somebody at a broken down motor vehicle, wherever you are, you can ooze heaven as an ambassador for God. You never ever have to represent yourself. You're always representing God. John chapter 6 and verse 38 says it like this. Jesus says, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Craig, that means everything Craig does, everything I do is to represent Jesus. Put your name there. John, everything you do is to represent Jesus. Susan, everything you do is to represent Jesus. Whatever your name is, say it. 
My job is to represent Jesus 24-7. Not represent your mediocrity, not represent your exhaustion, not represent your depression, not represent the things of this world. No, to represent our heavenly state, to represent our condition of heaven. I am not my own. I was bought with a price. I was crucified with Christ. I was buried with Christ. I was raised with Jesus Christ. I even ascended with Jesus Christ. Everything about me is now reconciled with, with Jesus Christ, being part of Jesus Christ. Whatever happens to Jesus has happened to me. Whatever he went through on earth, his I went through on earth. In the flesh, in the, in the physical world, Jesus came, he died, and he showed that we could even conquer death. Whatever has happened to me, whatever has happened to Jesus has happened to me on earth. But the same is also true that in the moment he ascended, he said, I will send my Holy Spirit so I can go away. Now, all of a sudden, he sends his Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit could point us back to our supernatural origins. Our, our Holy Spirit could point us back to where Jesus is now, not where he was at the cross, not the mediocre, not the humdrum, not the downtrodden, not the hurting, not the beaten, not the beaten up part. No, he conquered that already. Your part of your life that's humdrum, mediocre, beaten down and downtrodden has been conquered by Jesus already. You don't have to conquer it now. We go on and become more than conquerors by looking at what we represent, who we really are. And the Holy Spirit is giving you eyes right now to see yourself in heaven. I got that vision a number of years ago, a personal vision of being with Jesus in heaven. And all of a sudden, that ascension, supernatural, ambassadorial gift stirred up in me. And I realized I wasn't representing a physical church on earth. I wasn't representing a building or a place or a group of people. No, I was representing heaven wherever I went. Whatever has happened to Jesus has happened to me because he lives on the inside of me. I've put down and I've had to die to my own identity. I've had to put down myself. I've had to put down the things of the world. We have to die to ourselves, says Scripture. We have to become a living sacrifice. We have to pick up His identity. We have to have His name above all else. Above all else, His name is even above our names. Everything about Scripture that tells us where we have to pick up a cross, die to ourselves, put ourselves down. The reason is, is that Jesus wants you to put the desires of this world down so that you could see the promise promises and the purposes of the heavenly world, that world which will give you eternity. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 8 says this, I may seem to be boasting too much, but the authority given to us by the Lord, our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority. I will not be ashamed of being with Jesus Christ. I will not be ashamed of being living in a reconciled heavenly condition with God. I will not be ashamed of his representation. I will not be ashamed of the authority that he has given me in the supernatural. It, it kind of ups our importance. I could, I could be really important on this world, but have no heavenly hope. What hope is that? I'm just storing up what rust and moth consume. But when I store up with a heavenly purpose, it ups the ante. It gives me greater authority. It gives me greater vision. It picks me up from the mediocrity that I think my life is and gives me eternity. It gives me a destiny. In fact, it gives me a purpose. The names that Jesus calls me define my purpose. 
I can cast out demons. I can say sickness be gone. I can even call back people from the dead. I can, I can do all of these things. Why? Because in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20 and 21, and I'm going to read it to you again. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Live reconciled to God. Live close to God. Live as if you were right alongside Him. In fact, live as if you're seated at His right hand. Because that's where you are. You have that authority. Because God has made Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us. Taking care of the flesh. So that we might be made and become the righteousness of God. You see... A little faith will get you into heaven, but a lot of faith will bring heaven to earth. You might have enough faith to see heaven. You might have enough faith to believe in Jesus and get to heaven. Our job is not to get to heaven. Our job is to get heaven to earth. We pray it in the Lord's Prayer. And so we have been called not to just have enough faith to get ourselves into heaven. That's been done by Jesus. That scripture in 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that Jesus has taken care of that. We now need to have some faith to get heaven to earth. When someone attacks me, they attack my government. God is my defense. God is my righteousness. God is my rock. God is my strength. When Jesus calls you an ambassador, he unlocks every quality of the Father on the inside of you. He unlocks every piece of the mother country, the mother heaven, as it were. He unlocks all of that. The tastes, the sounds, the feelings, the excitement, the eternity, the jubilation, the worship, the celebration. He unlocks all of that by calling you one name. He unlocks all of that by calling you a representative, an ambassador of the Most High God. You have the power now to act on behalf of the kingdom of God. You can enjoy the, the, the benefits of that kingdom. You can deal diplomatically with all men, representing God, not representing yourself. Hey, it changes the way you speak to people. When you know that you're representing God and they know you're representing God, it changes the way you speak to people. It gives you love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, mildness, and self-control. These are the tangibles of being an ambassador with God. You give them respect. You give them gentleness. You remain loyal to them even though they misunderstand you. You're not just a tourist in heaven. You're a tourist here on earth. Enjoy looking around the place. See earth through the eyes of heaven. And this is what will become of you. This is what Philippians chapter 3, verse 19 and 20 tells of you. Your mind will become on earthly things, but your citizenship is in the heavens. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Earth is not your home. You are different. You live in this world, but you are not of this world. You can stand up today and say, I am an ambassador sent by God to be God to all men. I am moving from heaven to earth, not the other way around. I represent where I come from, not where I'm going to. Can I say that again? You represent where you're coming from, not where you're going to. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus represented the Father to man. He represented heaven to earth. 
We have the peace of the master on the inside of us. Whatever happens to Jesus happens to us. If Jesus is calling you right now by being in on the inside of you, he's calling you to do as he did. He's calling you to work as he worked. He represented heaven to earth. He's asking you to do exactly the same. Why? Because you have become reconciled to God. You do what God does. You do what God says. You do what God feels. That is what it means to be reconciled to God. In fact, Jesus said, and I'm going to close on this in Matthew in John chapter 17 and verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. You are not of this mediocre world. You are called to greater things. You are called to bigger things. You have been asked to represent the most high God. You are an ambassador. You are an overcomer. You are a masterpiece. You are the salt and the light. You are a disciple and you are a promise seeker. By knowing the names that Jesus has called you, you'll know what to do with what Jesus has called you to do. By the names that he calls you, he defines your purpose. We're going to pray together and then we're going to jump into some communion and we're going to enjoy communion together from wherever we are in the world as we celebrate Jesus on the inside of us in common union. In re we have become reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. That is why we celebrate communion every single midweek service. Let's pray together and go into communion. Father, we thank you and we honor you. We represent you. We don't just try and be like you. We let you live through us. It's as if you are speaking the words. You are speaking the message of Christ through us. And so, Father, we get rid of all of the things that Jesus took care of on this world and we start living as kingdom-oriented, heaven-originated people. We love you. And we can see ourselves in heaven seated with you right now. We can feel your presence right now as if we were sitting in the throne room. Father, thank you that we can now partake of the heavenly ability, the heavenly process of reconciling ourselves with you by celebrating how you sent your son to reconcile us to you. Father, thank you that you have reconciled us to you. Thank you that we have a tangible, walking, living, breathing example in the son Jesus Christ of how we are to be reconciled and live as if we are living in heaven because we are. And so, Father, we receive the body and the blood of Jesus Christ as represented through these symbols. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Well, if you have got whatever you need to, to participate in communion, maybe this is the first time you're doing communion on your own, and you're thinking, how can I do communion online? Well, why don't you go and grab yourself a piece of bread, a little bit of water, whatever you've got to represent the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, they're just symbols of representation. We take the partaking seriously. It's not necessarily that we have to have special emblems or special symbols. It's a representation of the fact that you have received the peace of the Master on the inside of you and that you are in unity with being in heaven. And so we do this as often as we can. We do this because Jesus asked us to remember that we are reconciled to him. We are part of the heaven gang. And so when we have a look at this symbol, we just take a piece of bread. We take a, a little bit of water. I've got some juice and a, and a little wafer. But it doesn't matter what you've got as long as you understand the seriousness of saying, I'm with Jesus and Jesus is with me. That is what his body means. Broken, raised, resurrected and ascended 
in the spirit realm so that you could have your heaven origination firmly printed on the inside of you. Take eat and know that you have become reconciled to Jesus through his love for you. Know too that the blood of Jesus' word, his covenant, it ran as deep as blood. He was willing to give of his blood to make sure that you got it, that you were part of heaven, that you had greater things, that you weren't part of this world. He was able to show you that even in the natural, we can overcome death. But it's through the gift of the Holy Spirit that we enter into the supernatural. And by his covenant, his word, his promise, his purpose for you, it was shared so that you could have all of that promise, all of that purpose, and be called the names that he has called you today. Take drink and know that Jesus' blood was shed for you. Father, we thank you, we honor you, and we give you all the glory. Thank you for allowing us to represent heaven, our home, here on earth. Father, we will do whatever it takes to ooze heaven to those around us. We are your ambassadors, and we are in reconciliation with you. We have been reconciled to you. We love you, and we honor you. And we say this now in the name of Jesus and all of God's people said, Amen. Well, thank you so very much for joining us here at Victory Life Church Online. It's been an honor and a blast as we've gone through this series of promises made. He made us promises by calling us what he called us. What an incredible revelation we've had over these last six sessions. We're going to be going into another group of sessions of what we call things. Jesus called us by certain names so that we could have a purpose but we call God certain names so that we could worship Him. What are the names that we called God? What are the names that God has told us about Him? I'm the great I Am. I'm Jehovah Rapha. I'm Jehovah Jireh. What are all the names that we call God so that not only are we receiving purpose by the names that Jesus calls us, but we're giving of our purpose, we're giving of our worship, which is our purpose, back to a God that we know. That is how we become living sacrifices. We die to ourselves we take on the names that Jesus has called us so that we can worship this wonderful, multifaceted, multi-named God. So let us have a look over the next couple of sessions what it is, who it is that we worship, who it is that we take our names, take our purpose back to and offer as sacrifice to. Looking forward to joining you in the next series entitled The Most High Name. Let's uh, join together with that next midweek series. Pastor Jacob is in the house this coming Sunday and uh, this weekend, and we're looking forward to a great message from him. And then the following week, Pastor J Duane jumps back into his Made Right series. Looking forward to that. All happening here at Victory Life Church Online, the place where you can do church from wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again really, really soon. You be blessed.